Shalom to all. Today's Avodah Shkalom Daf test, and we are starting seven lines from the top with a brand new parak. And the Mishnah says, Money that was found in between the Shkalom box and the Nadava box. That's box number one and number 13. The Gemara is going to describe how exactly it's found in between these two boxes. But we have money that was found in between these two boxes. If the money was closer to the Shkalom box, it's put in the Shkalom box. Closer to the Nadava box, it's put in the Nadava box. If it's equidistant in between these two boxes, it gets put in the Nadava box. It's found in between the Eitzim box and the Levina box. Carvel Eitzim, Yipul Eitzim, Levina, Yipul Levina. Closer to the Eitzim goes into the Eitzim, closer to the Levina goes into the Levina box. Machza la Machza, equidistant, Yipul Levina, it goes into the Levina box. Ben Kinin, Legaisle Isla. It's in between the Kinin box and the Geisle Isla box. Carvel Kinin, Yipul Kinin. If it's closer to Kinin, goes there. Carvel Geisle Isla, Yipul Geisle Isla. Closer to that box, it goes into that box. Machza la Machza, it's 50 50. It's equidistant, Yipul Geisle Isla, it goes into the Geisle Isla box. Now, Ben Chul, Lemaister Shani. Let's say a person has two piles of money. We're not talking about boxes in the base of Mikdash. He has one pile of money, which is Chulin, another pile, which is Meister Shani, and he found money in between these two piles. Carvel Chulin, Yipul Chulin. Closer to the Chulin pile goes into the Chulin pile. Meister Shani, closer to Meister Shani, Yipul Meister Shani goes into the Meister Shani pile. Mechza to Mechza, if it's equidistant, Yipul Meister Shani goes to Meister Shani. And Zaklal, this is the rule, says in the Mishnah, Halchanach, Carvel Hakel, we're going to go after the one that's closer, even if that's going to turn out to be a Kula. But Mechza to Mechza, if it's equidistant, Lahachmir, then we have to go to the box, which is more of a Chumrah, and all these boxes that we mentioned, 50 50, we're going to put in this one, not in that one. That's because it's a Chumrah, not a Kula. We're going to describe this in the Gemara. The Gemara asks, We don't have to say a case. The money was found in between the Shkalm box and the Kinnah box. Boxes 1 and 2 and 3. We start out with a case that it was found in between box 1 and 13. Why don't we just say it was found in between boxes 1 and 2 and 3? Rav Avon, Meshem Rapinchas, he answers, They were actually arranged in a circle. The reason why the Mishnah says the money was found in between box 1 and 13 is to teach us that these boxes were arranged in a circle, and that's why it told us this case like that. Now we ask, the Mishnah said, When it's found in between the Shkalm and the Dava box, it goes into the Nadava box. Why don't we say that when it's 50-50, when it's equidistant, so it goes into the Shkalim box? Why is that? Because if anything, Shkalim are more strict because they're used for Karbonus Tzibur as opposed to Nadava boxes that are used for Eulis Ketz Mizbech and these are not a Chiv, just a Shos. So we answer, Perhaps this money is going to end up being used for Shiari Alishka and we know that Shiari Alishka money is used even for not carbon related things such as repairing walls of Yushalayim and therefore we want to use it only for Karbonus and that's why it's put into the Nadava box. And some say that when it's 50-50, it's like the person died. What does that mean? When I was over there, when I was in Bavel, Shamis called Rabbi Yehuda Shalish Shmuel. I heard Rabbi Yehuda asking Shmuel, let's say a person separated his machsa shekel, then he died. So he told him, that goes into the Nadava box. And so too over here, we found this money equidistant in between the Shkalim box and the Nadava box. It's just like a case where a person had died, we can't use this for Shkalim, and therefore it goes into the Nadava box. And we just continue this memory, the extras of his Asir Sa'ifa, talking about the Mincha that the Kayin Gadol brought every single day. Rabbi Yechon Amr, he says, Yelichem Yamamelch, that has to be brought to the Yamamelch, it's not allowed to be used at all. Rabbi Lazar Amr, he says, Yiplun Adava, it goes into the Dava box. But now the Gemara is going to ask a question. The Mishnah said that if money is found equidistant in between the Kinim and Geisla Ayla boxes, then it goes to Geisla Ayla. But the Kash, we have a question. Vish Chatos Kreva Ayla, is a Chatos allowed to be brought as an Ayla? Remember, money in the Kinim box was to be used also for Chatos. And if this money actually came from the Kinim box, so how could it be used for an Ayla? So Cheske Bashem Rashim bin Lakish, he tells us tonight, Bezin, who there's already a Tanai Bezin, a stipulation that we learned about that any monies that we have left over that's extra, that could be brought as an ayla. Even if it was originally designated for chatos, it still could be used as an ayla. But the Gemara continues asking, This woman that put money into the Kenan box, how is she going to receive her kapara? If this money actually came from the Kenan box, that means that this woman needs a kapara. She needs to have a chatos brought for her. So it doesn't help that her money is going to be used for an ayla. She's not receiving a kapara. So Amr Yitzchak, he tells us, Tanai Bezin, who there's another Tanai Bezin, the one that's giving the Kenan, he's the one bringing all the birds to the base of 
he also has to supply the psulais, meaning the bird supplier had to supply enough even to account for lost coins or disqualified birds. Therefore, since there's a possibility that this coin actually came from the kingdom box, an extra bird was brought with his woman in mind, and she does attain her kapara. But now the Gemara continues asking, Why don't we mention all the other boxes? Why don't we say that if money was found in between the fourth and fifth box, if it was equidistant, it goes to one of the boxes. If it was closer to four, it goes to four. If it was closer to five, it goes to five. Why don't we mention that? We only mentioned a select few in our Mishnah. So the Gemara answers, Betanisa, Besaifa, we already learned at the end of the Mishnah. Zaklal, this is the rule, Hochen Achakarav, we go after the closer box, so whichever box it's closer to, that's what we put it into. And Mechza Lamechza, if it's equidistant, Lachachmir, so we put it into the box, which is going to be more of a Chumrah for this money. Meaning the rule at the end of the Mishnah teaches us what we need to know in all scenarios, and the cases actually mentioned in the Mishnah are there to teach us a Chiddush. Like we had said, the reason we mentioned money in between boxes 1 and 13 is to teach us that they were arranged in a circle. And the Mishnah continues teaching us halachas about the status of money which is found. Money which is found in front of the animal dealers, it's always considered miser. Now, why is that? Those that lived outside Yushalayim, instead of schlepping all their miser shani produce up and risk it going bad, they would just transfer the kadusha of their miser shani onto money, bring this money into Yushalayim, and purchase animals to be used as shlamim. Our assumption right now is that they usually had a lot of money left over by the time they had to leave, so they just gave it to their friends in Yushalayim to keep. Definitely a worthwhile reason to live in Yushalayim. Now, these Yushalmis would then use this money for shlamim. Hence, our Mishnah's statement that money found in front of the animal dealers throughout the year could be presumed to be Maestro Shani money because the majority of animals that were being bought were being bought with Maestro Shani money. Now, Baharabai's Chulun, if money's found in Harabai's is actually Chulun, this is even during the Shalash Regalim where most of the money floating around is Maestro Shani money, we go Basar Raiv and the majority of money throughout the year in Harabai's is Chulun, therefore we assume that this money is Chulun also, will be Yushalayim. If a person finds money throughout Yushalayim, Bishar Kali Maestro throughout the rest of the year Chulun, he could assume it's Chulun, or Bishasa Regal, if it's the time of Shalash Regalim, Hakal Maestro, then we would assume that it's Maestro. Now, why is that? The difference between Yushalayim and Harabai's is that the streets of Yushalayim were swept every day, and therefore, if you found money, that means that someone just lost it. So if it's during the Shalash Regalim, you could assume that this is Maeser Shani. But Harabais isn't swept every day, and therefore, it's very possible that this money is not Maeser Shani, even if it happens to be during the Shalash Regalim. And the Mishnah continues, Basar Shanim Sabazar, meat is found in the Azar of the Besamekdash. Avarim, if it's large limbs, Eilis, we assume that that limb belonged to an Eila because Eilis were cut into large limbs. V'chatichas, if it was a smaller piece, Chatais, so then you could assume that this came from a carbon Chatas because the Kaihanim would eat it. Or Yushalayim, if he found meat throughout Yushalayim, Zivche Shlamim, he should assume that it's a Shlamim. But Zevazet, no matter what this meat is, to Ubatsurasa, he has to wait for Ibatsura. This is the way of us saying that he has to wait for Lina, he has to wait till the next day, and now it's for sure possible. And then it gets brought out to the base of Shreifa, and it gets burned. Let's say it's found outside Yerushalayim. A varim, if it's large limbs, nevela, so then he would assume that's a nevela because a person had a nevela. He just cut it up into large pieces and then put it out into the Rosh Hashanah so that dogs could eat it. The chatichas, however, if it was a chaticha, if it was a smaller piece, mutars, so then that's going to be mutar. We can assume it's kosher meat. Whereas Yotes on base on top, Bishas Regal, if it's time of Yantif, it's the Shalash Regalim, Shabbosim Ruba, there's a lot of meat going around. Afevar mutars, even the varim, the limbs are going to be mutar. We don't assume it's nevela. We assume it's actually a kosher animal. Now, this is important to know that this is in a city populated only by Jews. If there are Gentiles there, then the meat is also because of Basar Shin and Solomon Ayin. Now, the Gemara starts out asking on the beginning of our Mishnah, we had said that if a person is on Harabayas and he found money, he could assume it's Chulin. But we ask, Why wouldn't we say that money found in Harabayas is Hektish? Why wouldn't we say that the Gizbar took money out in order to go buy Karbanis and he dropped some money along the way and that's the money that you found? It's Hektish, it's not Chulin. So Rabbi Bas says, Rabbi Yechanan tells us, He's not going to take money out of the Lishka until he transfers the Kedusha onto the animal. The animal dealer would bring all the animals that the Besamekdash needed 
up until the base of Mikdash, and then the Kedusha of the money was transferred directly onto the animal, and only then the money was brought out of the base of Mikdash, so therefore any money found in Harabayas is assumed to be Chulin. And now talking about the next halach in the Mishnah, Basar Shenimsa, he found meat in Hazor, he found it throughout Yerushalayim, it could be assumed that it's from some sort of carbon. Reb Lazar he tells us, he see a das, has a chadas, when a person takes their mind off of something, ton ibertsura, that needs ibertsura, we have to wait till its form changes, and only then we can burn it. Now what's this going on over here? There's regarding Hesachadas. When one takes their attention off of hektish meat, do we say that it automatically gets a psol hagof, an inherent psol? If we do, then this meat can be burned immediately. Or do we say that it just gets a psol toma that maybe became tame? We don't know. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. And in that case, it would need ibertsura in order for it to become definitely puzzle, and only then it can be burned. And that's what we're saying, that this meat that was found, it's only suffolk, it doesn't have an inherent psol, and therefore it needs ibertsura, and then it could be burned. And on Rabbi Shaya, Masisa Namarakane, our mission is telling us this, to ibertsura, say first we have to wait till ibertsura, and then it can be burned. And on Rabbi Yaisi, this is correct, because you can't eat it, perhaps it already underwent ibertsura. When you found this meat in Nazar, let's say, perhaps this meat is already from yesterday, and already underwent ibertsura, and therefore it's possible and you can't eat it, or maybe not, maybe it's from today. Therefore, we have to say, to Ibertsura, say that we have to wait for Ibertsura, but it doesn't have an inherent soul, it's only a soul, it's a suffix, we're not so sure. Now, we had said in our Mishnah, if meat was found outside Yushalayim, if it was a limb, then we assume it's Nevela, if it was a smaller piece of meat, we assume that it's regular kosher meat. Now, Chris Rabbishem Rabbi Yisrael Bechanina, he tells us a varm Nevela. So, when our Mishnah said that if we found a varm, they're considered Nevela, like an Alem Mishim Nevela, a person's actually going to get Malchus if he eats them for eating Nevela. We don't say that it's a suffix, maybe it's Nevela, we say for sure it's considered Nevela, Therefore, he gets Malkas. And Masisa Amr Ken, our Mishnah is actually telling us that. What does our Mishnah say? A var nevelis, if it was a varm, so then it's a nevela. The chatichas, if it's a small piece of meat, mutars and their mutar. So chatichas mutars, when we say that it's a small piece, it's mutar, loy mamish, does that mean that it's mamish mutar and you're actually allowed to eat it? Udekava saw. And corresponding to that, our Mishnah had said, a varm nevelis, that if we found a limb, it's considered nevela, like an alemishim nevela. That means it's real nevela, it's not suffic nevela, and a person's actually going to get Malkas for eating it. Now, Chris Rabshem Rabbiyas Rabbanini tells us another lacha, if these limbs were strung up on a string, mutaris, then they're 100% mutar, because if it's nevela, a person's not going to string it up on a string, and therefore it must be that it's kosher, and he just wanted to leave it in the limb size and didn't want to cut it into smaller pieces. And now the Gemara brings up a lacha that's found throughout Chas. We have nine stores that sell non-kosher meat, and one of them sells kosher meat, and this person got confused. He forgot which store he walked into, and he walked into a store and bought meat. He has to suspect that perhaps he walked into one of the non-kosher stores, and therefore the piece of meat in his hand is actually not kosher. Ulanim says, if he found a piece of meat in the street, so then we go basarayv, and we say that this piece of meat is not kosher. Now, what's the difference in between these two cases? When he walked into a store and bought meat, we apply the rule kol kavua kemechza Anytime we're dealing with something that's set, we say it's 50-50. He walked into the store, and there's a 50-50 chance, maybe it was a kosher store, maybe not. We're not going to give him malchus for eating it, because we don't know for sure if the piece of meat that he has in the vela. However, when he found the meat, we go basarayv, and the majority of the meat in the city is non-kosher, and he's going to get malchus for eating it. Whereas the exact opposite case, the Gemara tells us, We have nine stores that sell kosher meat, and one store that sells treif meat. He got confused. He walked into the store, he bought a piece of meat. He doesn't remember which store he walked into, so he has to suspect that he walked into the not kosher store. But if he found the piece of meat in the street, we go and we say that's a kosher piece of meat, and he's allowed to eat it. And Amr Yechanan, he tells us, If meat is found in the hand of a Gentile, it's like it was found in the Rosh Hashanah, it was found in the street, and therefore, 
if the majority of the stores in the city sell kosher meat, we can say that that piece of meat in the Gentile's hand is actually kosher meat. Whereas now we have a story about this. Rabbi Rabbanu was leaning on he saw a certain Aramean cutting a piece off of his horse and bringing it outside. He asked him, Is this the case Rabbi Yechon was talking about? That if we find a piece of meat in the hand of a Gentile, it's like he found it in the Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, if the majority of the stores are kosher, so we could say this is kosher. How could we say that? We just saw him cut it off of his horse. So Amrullah, he told him, So Rabbi said, It has to be that he's walking out of a kosher store. If he's walking out of a kosher store and he's holding a piece of meat in his hand, so then we can say that this piece of meat is actually kosher. But now we have a story that seems to contradict us. There was a person in Tzipari. He wanted to buy a piece of meat from the butcher. And the butcher didn't give him meat. He asked a Roman to buy that piece of meat for him. So he brought it for him, meaning this Roman went into the kosher store and he brought out a piece of meat. So this person that was turned down by the butcher told the butcher, didn't I get it from you against your will? I sent the Roman in there and he got me the piece of meat. So the butcher told him, didn't I give him non-kosher meat? I saw a Roman coming to the store wanting meat, so I gave him non-kosher meat. I didn't give him kosher meat. Now, he tells us, this story came in front of Rebbe, and Rebbe said, this person doesn't have the ability to answer all the stores in Sipari. Meaning, even though we believe this butcher that he sold non-kosher meat to this Roman, we don't remove our ruling that all meat coming from this area is assumed to be kosher. The majority of butcher shops sell kosher meat and still do, and one incident is not going to change that. We're going to stop here for the day and continue tomorrow with talking about meat that's found in a city. Are we going to be chashish that's kosher or not? For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.